You are listening to Winning with Mainstay. The opinions expressed on this edition of Pensacola Expert Panel are not necessarily those of News Radio 92.3 AM 1620, but rather the opinions of the sponsor, Mainstay Financial Services, with host Bob Burgi. provided on winning with mainstay financial is provided for educational purposes only and is not intended to be specific financial advice for individuals all information presented is believed to be from reliable sources and no representation is made to its accuracy views presented are those of mainstay financial and host bob burgi and do not necessarily represent the view of alpha star capital management llc alpha star capital management is an sec registered investment advisor registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor or investment advisor representative has attained a particular level of skill or ability. Opinions expressed are subject to change and do not constitute financial, legal, or tax advice. You should consult your financial professional before executing any financial strategy. Now, here's Bob Burgey. Good morning, Jenna. Good morning. How are Happy you? Tuesday. Yeah. How was your Valentine's Day? Oh, I went to bed early, so <laughs> it was delightful. Okay. Did you, I, sorry, that was a deer in the headlights moment uh. because I forgot what uh. was yesterday. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. no, my family gave me beautiful flowers with all of my favorite colors and adorable cards. So did okay. you and Connie go somewhere fun? No, we did not go anywhere. See, you know, you know it's we've, okay. We've done, you know, we've done it before and um, it's crowded. Okay. Oh, There's, yeah. Um I don't know. We, you know, we had our own Valentine's dinner at home, and it was very good. Very See, good. For She's me, a great cook. I I believe it, Connie. Yeah. I know you're listening, and I just do all the good things right now. That's what you're supposed to do, Bob. Yeah. But see, the quiet the quiet evenings are the ones that I love. I love you know to go I out and see too. all the hustle, but and bustle. Yeah. But no, I like some quiet yeah, as we, well. So we we had we had dinner. It was delicious, and uh, watched the most recent episode of 1883. So I don't oh. know if anybody's watching that, but okay, uh, I'll have to look it soapy. up. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Anyway. So um, we have an interesting show today. It's uh, more of a PSA feel to it. Okay, we're um, we have with us today Anna Goretsky, who is community engagement coordinator for Feeding the Gulf Coast. Right. Yes, sir. Say hello, Anna. Hi, everyone. <laughs> yes, sir. I hate that. Okay. Is that Southern hot sauce? <laughs> my goodness. My mother would kill me. Oh, <laughs> I love it. My mother would kill me. <laughs> That's so sweet. Wow. Okay. All right. And then we have another uh, guest on the show, and she's joined us before. But Marcy Eskinose is with dignity memorial and she is the one that coordinates the life stories and if you listen to our show uh what was it probably a month or not a couple of months ago uh we uh we talked about the life stories and the pre-need plans the uh pre-need and we're talking about funeral burial arrangements and and of course the life stories that uh uh marcy has apparently cornered the market on that's <laughs> that's what she does and i i believe you're you're the only person i know that does that I'm the only one that does it in Pensacola and Mobile. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow. 
Well, that's terrific. Um, but today we want to talk about uh, something that's very near and dear to our heart. Uh, we're talking about the Max Volleyball Tournament. Uh, fun, it's a fundraiser, yes. and it is honoring Maxine, uh, Marcy's daughter. And we wanted to talk a little bit about the tournament, but maybe a little bit of a backdrop on that, Marcy? Uh, yes. Unfortunately, we lost Maxine at a very young age, about a little over 18 months ago. She was only 20 years old. Okay. But she had a passion for um, feeding the homeless, feeding the hungry, but she definitely was all about the underdog, and she would take food to down by the bridge every chance she got. She would, you know, she was just very giving and very generous. And so this is how we want to honor her memory, and this is what we want to be her legacy. Yeah, and, uh, uh, you know, not only, I guess, a celebration of her life and everything she stood for, but, again, honoring her legacy and her passion, which was giving to others and, you know, uh, feeding the homeless. Right. Okay. But we wanted to, you know, we wanted to talk about uh, this fundraiser that is coming up. Um, I know, I, I don't know the dates or anything, but, you know, fill me in on this, Marcy. And then, of course, we want to talk about uh, feeding the Gulf Coast with right. Anna. Well, the reason why it's a volleyball tournament is because that was another passion of hers. She had played volleyball in middle school, high school, and also played uh, club volleyball. So it was something that she really loved and she was very good at. So we thought that would be a great way to have a fundraiser. And it is going to take place. The first annual, the Max Volleyball Tournament, will be taking place May 15th of this year. And it's going to take place at Juana's Pagodas, which we're very, very lucky to have it there. And um, it's obviously going to be beach volleyball in Navarre. And so we have – we're – really happy to be partnered with them for this event and also with feeding the gulf coast it's like a match made in heaven the three of us so. yeah and and you really got to sell it by saying it's in navarre beach not navarre okay, navarre yeah. beach. No. okay sorry <laughs> sorry Bob. Wattis, no Wattis pagoda in navarre beach and that's yeah that's awesome it's and a, anybody that's been out there has seen you know if you haven't been there you got to go check it out and definitely come for the tournament the sign up will begin um, May 1st, I believe. Yeah, it's just a couple weeks before the event that you can actually sign up. And um, sign up will get full very quickly is what, you know, I've been told that there's not going to be a problem. Okay. Um, getting yeah, people, I, well, teams, I agree. But the team, if you, so if you want to join, if you want to um, have a team in this volleyball tournament, do it as soon as sign up starts. Um, it's uh, you have to sign up as a team with uh, four to six people, and it is co-ed, so there has to be at least one male and one female on the team. Okay, okay, and four to six players. Yes. Okay, and uh, I mean, how many how many courts or what do you call it? Do they I have out there? There's six. Um, okay. So there can be there'll be a maximum of thirty six teams. Okay, terrific. Terrific. Um, it's going to be a fun day. Yeah. Okay. Now, and we will, you know, repeat this, but how do uh, our listeners get information about that at this point in time? Okay. So we do have a Facebook page. We also um, published our website last night. We got a little, we got to work out a few kinks, but you can get to Facebook is Max Volleyball and the, uh, or the Max Volleyball. And then the website is Max Volleyball dot org 
Okay. So the name of the event is the Max Volleyball Tournament. Okay. Tell me about uh, the tie-in with Max, um, with the Max Volleyball Tournament and Feeding the Gulf Coast. Well, you know, when I was, of course, we, it was kind of a no-brainer that yeah. that's how we wanted to that's who we wanted to benefit mm -hmm. was somebody that would um you know help with the legacy of hers and i mean mm -hmm. i did call around a few places but i'm very very happy that we've connected with feeding the gulf coast because they are amazing the things that they do and I'm, you'll hear all of that way better from anna than from <laughs> me but um it it's a like I said, like a match made in heaven. Um, the only thing, you know, she'll tell you everything you want to know. Yeah. And it's interesting. There's a lot of information. Um, but what we're looking for to make this as successful and hopefully feeding the Gulf Coast um, Pensacola signature event, because this is just the first year. We plan on continuing. Wanna Pagodas, everybody's on board for that. We're just at the moment looking for sponsors and donations. So you can find out information about that from the website and mm -hmm. from Facebook. And my contact information is on there. So if, yeah. you know, so if there are any questions. Well, uh, and anything like this, it takes a village. And obviously mm -hmm. you have Wana's Pagoda on board. That's yes. terrific. Um, uh, feeding the Gulf Coast, that, that is also terrific. But, you know, listeners, if you're interested in volleyball or making a donation, uh, how, how, did, how would they get information on that? Is it the same? You can Facebook? donate through Facebook and okay. through the website. And that donation, that you'll, you'll go straight to Feeding the Gulf Coast. So that donation will be directly to them. Okay. Not Sounds to the great. event. But, but you do want to specify that it is for the Max Volleyball Tournament. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. All right, um, Anna, Anna Goretzky. Um, I just met Anna. Anna's <laughs> wonderful. Um, you can't, you, 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 yes, we'll do, okay? Yes, sir's <laughs> great, but yes, we'll do. I, you know, maybe mom's not listening. But, uh, but uh, tell us about Feeding the Gulf Coast and your role with yeah, Feeding the Gulf definitely. Coast. Definitely. So I'm the community engagement coordinator. Uh, I've been with them now a little over seven months. And so this passion that Max had, Oh my goodness, I've loved hearing about it. Mm -hmm. I, my passion has grown so much with this organization um, and all that they do for those who are facing hunger. Um, we work through member organizations uh, to provide nutritious food to people who are um, you know, hungry as a result of many things, systemic poverty, personal crisis, disaster. Um, we are a member of Feeding America and we service many counties, uh, 24 specifically throughout South Mississippi, South Alabama, and the Panhandle of Florida. So we service oh. uh, Scambia County all the way out to Bay County. Um, with that, we have over 400 agency partners, um, which are other 501c3 nonprofits, faith-based organizations, soup kitchens, 130 specifically in Florida that allow us to do what we do to service those in need. Um, last year in 2021, um, you know, we're still coming off of the pandemic and everything. We saw, of course, a drastic need in those facing hunger. Right. In Florida alone, one in seven adults face hunger and one in five children. Are facing hunger today right now in Florida wow. and so we distributed um, over 33 million pounds of food last year across our entire service area um, which is about 27.5 million meals which is huge and and so um, you know we wouldn't be able to do what we do without our partners and without you know people like Marcy who reached out and want to have this event to help those because every dollar that we receive donated we're able to provide five meals to those in need. Wow and um, did you say 
from the Mississippi Gulf Coast mm-hmm. to Bay County, All the Panama way to Bay City. County. So we serve the Central wow. Gulf Coast. We are the largest hunger fighting organization across the Central Gulf Coast. Wow. Okay. Big job. How Big many job. people does how, how many people does it take to run uh, feeding the Gulf Coast? We have just under a hundred. Okay. I believe. Across, we have a Gulfport office uh, that operates a lot of child nutrition programs and SNAP education. Our main warehouse is in Theodore, Alabama, and okay. that's where our CEO is housed. They have about a 40,000-square-foot warehouse, and then we have um, about a 20,000-square-foot warehouse located out of Milton that um, about on a monthly basis we're distributing out close to a million pounds of food a month. Okay. Wow. And, of course, in Bay County you have another warehouse, right? <laughs> no, no, we have agency partners. Okay. So um, those are our three. So we have two Two warehouse locations and then what we do is in our drivers we have multiple drivers who go out on the road uh, six days a week distributing food huh. uh, that we get delivered to our warehouse to then them that then they are able to distribute at an individual level wow yeah. that's it's an amazing. enormous it takes, operation like you said, it takes a village <laughs> yeah for sure it's and a well-oiled machine bob <laughs> you should go yeah, I'll have to come give check, you out, check out the warehouse yeah. sometime okay oh, all right so i do have some um I guess I, I've had some exposure to mm-hmm. some of the, you know, what I would call food banks. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me, you know, how do you, how is feeding the Gulf Coast different from some of the other ones that maybe I'm more familiar with that, you know, are right here in downtown Pensacola? Yeah, definitely. I mean, and we have a lot of agency partners and everything that work with us that are in downtown Pensacola and such mm-hmm. um, that allow us what to do. We are a food bank that we're a member of Feeding America. Feeding America is the largest hunger fighting organization across the U.S. that has 200 food banks just like ours that service every county in the U.S. And so, like I mentioned, we were talking about 24 counties that we serve and are responsible for. Uh, and with that, we get food in from different ways. We have our retail store level pickup program where our drivers go to your Walmarts, your Publix, your Targets, when Dixies, and they pick up food there that then we bring back to our warehouse and sort and inspect, make sure that they fall within certain date guidelines, they're not too dented, too rusted, that they're good quality food that we're giving out into the community. Right. Uh, we sort those into different food categories that then our agencies can either go online or pre-COVID would come in person and shop at our warehouse. So that way they know the needs of the community and the individuals a little bit better. And then they're able to take that food and distribute that to them. And one thing, too, before our retail store level pickup program, we were very shelf-stable items, your canned items and such. But now we are able to um, have a storage facility for a freezer and a fridge to get a lot of nutritious food as well because it's just as important that we're giving out your meat, your dairy, your eggs, your produce, things of that sort. Um, because we have refrigerated trucks that's able to pick that up from the store, bring that back to the warehouse, or then take it to our agency partners and making sure it's staying within, you know, the correct temperature guidelines and everything that somebody else might not be able to do and ensure that quality of food. Wow. Wow, that's very interesting. So um, you have uh, refrigerated trucks, Mm -hmm. you have refrigeration at the warehouses, Mm -hmm. and possibly at these satellite offices, Mm -hmm. and that's how interesting. Um, So... How uh, how long has uh, Feeding the Gulf Coast been in existence? Yeah, so we were founded back in 1981. Um, we were formerly then known as Bay Area Food Bank, and we were serving Mobile and Baldwin County. Uh, since then, we have grown tremendously. Yeah. Uh, started a presence in Northwest Florida in 2002. Uh, we were leasing a facility out of 
pace. And then in 2008 was when we built our warehouse out in Milton. Uh, that just really allowed us to expand what we do and how many people we were able to serve. So just this past year in 2021, we celebrated our 40th anniversary. So that was really Gosh, exciting yeah. for us. Um, and and so and with that, you know, just the, the mounted need growth when they built our Milton facility, they thought we'd maybe do eight to nine million pounds of food. And we do way more than that. They just mm. had no idea. And we had to then go through a recent expansion this past year. We celebrated that along with our 40th anniversary um, that allowed us to double our freezer and cooler space uh, by 50 percent, allow a lot more racking, just more food, more storage and everything else to meet that need that COVID has caused for yeah. us. What percent of of your, uh, uh, you know, I guess, uh, you know, not employees, but workers, human capital, are volunteers. Volunteers. So we rely very heavily on volunteers. Um, mm -hmm. That's one of my favorite parts of the job is getting to to see your volunteers. I know um, back in 2020 um, alone, it was I think over 200,000 volunteer hours. Oh my gosh. Um, you huh. know, and, and that's huge, especially with COVID. A lot of people could not go places and could not do things. And, you know, we had to really cut down on our volunteer size. Um, and, you know, but the passion was still there. People still wanted to help. Yeah. People saw the need and everything. And so we love for people to come, bring groups and everything, still social distance, still be able to help, you know, those. I have groups out almost one to two times a week. I have individuals that come out to help with food sorting because there is always going to be that need. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I think there's a lot of food that does get mm -hmm. wasted, mm -hmm. tossed. And, you know, just, you know, anybody that grew up and went to school, you know, you would have the, you know, you bring in the canned food for something, for some drive, mm -hmm. and you would do that, and everybody would do that. And there, and I just, I, I would always think about this, and uh, never, never knew how it where got destroyed. Go? Yeah, where did it go? <laughs> where did it go? Yeah. I know exactly. And that's yeah. you know, with one thing with COVID, we our retail store level pickup program, our food drives, you know, all that food so important to us. But in COVID, everyone was at home. Everyone remembers the toilet paper shortage, yes. you know, and so suddenly all that food that we did rely donated on wasn't there. And so it was things uh, that governmental assistance, advocacy, having to go out there and, and explain to our governmental officials how much our need had increased uh, in our area. And, and that, you know, but the supply of food was low. And that's where our fund drives have really come important too, that people can donate money because every $1 that we receive donated, we're able to provide five meals right. to those in need. And you can't go get, a, you know, five cans of food for a yeah. dollar, you that's, know. That's right. And you know, look, we live in the United States of America. Yeah. We've, you know, any everybody that has a pantry, cupboards, there there is canned food all mm. over. The, and there's stuff behind that we don't even know about and <laughs> yeah. and i always thought you know we could have these food drives a little more often just to you know, you know what, Bob? Get, yes sorry to interrupt but we are going to be having some food drives okay. as part of the uh fundraiser okay so um look for those to the ymca it'll be closer to the event that will be done the food drives but the ymca is going to um let us have a big barrel from yeah. Juana Pagodas is going to have us Juana's a couple weeks also, before the event. Yeah. They'll be collecting food. Interesting. Um, and I got to say, you know, the, the the way I know Marcy is she's one of the uh, trainers or fitness instructors. I don't know what the right term is at the YMCA. And I've known her for years and that's how I got to know her and her story. Yes, and of I was course. a little disappointed that when she asked about, about Valentine's Day, <laughs> Bob and Connie came to couples uh, yoga. That wasn't Sunday. Valentine's Day. That was the day before. That wasn't Valentine's Day. <laughs> 
Um, I get Thank a lot of Bob. I get a lot of grief for that from my friends. For oh, my, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I tried oh, to did get I expose you. Well, I tried to get no less than I'd say ten of you know my friends to to go to the couples yoga, the annual uh, shindig at the YMCA downtown, where uh, they do couples yoga, and it's very creative. Okay, we're getting off track here right, but it's sorry. very <laughs> no it's interesting you know because uh, you do you know you do yoga with each other and you're back to back and you're getting stretches that you wouldn't otherwise get so uh, we enjoy that we are regulars once a year yeah. at couples yoga <laughs> it is not place. on Valentine's Day it was actually um, it was Sunday yeah, yeah that's Sunday. right that's right but we enjoyed it and thank you for that Marcy um, but uh, okay back to feeding the gulf coast um any other plans to expand your geographic territory or uh, you know, any any capital uh capital campaigns going on right now i mean i know our Projects. big thing too of course is definitely still you know always constantly we are working towards lowering that food insecurity rate mm -hmm. um for those who don't know um you know the usda defines food insecurity um as those who have a lack of access at times you know it might not be all the time there may just be a certain time that um, you don't have enough food for an active healthy lifestyle for all your household members and so we are constantly trying to lower that percentage of need especially with just COVID and everything else where we saw that increase yeah. just trying to get that back down um, our food deserts that we have where people might not have as good of access to nutritious food making sure we're helping to get into those areas um, through our mobile pantries those partner agencies through mobile distributions maybe someone doesn't have the ability to store food but they are still trying to get food out into their community and what we can do is then drop off food and um, increments of 5,000 pounds uh, that early morning. And within a couple hours, all that food get distributed um, to the community. You, they just tell them, hey, you got to show up. It's at this time. They have people out there. Um, people will come out and just, you know, be able to pick up that food. And, and those are different ways that we try to attack that need and everything um, within our community to try to bring that down. Um, Okay, and yeah, I wanted to I wanted to know exactly how it worked because I know some of these some places uh, they're serving hot meals. Yeah, they're um, and and that's great. Um, they're centrally located. Um, I know you have uh, your your facilities are a uh, little further out, right? You're not near the urban core mm -hmm. where you know I I typically uh, you know for some reason feel that. Um, you have more of a need in the urban areas. Mm -hmm. Is that true? I mean, it. yes, there are going to be needs in the urban areas. And, yes. and, you know, then they might have more of the buildings and storage facility to then store the food. But then you still have food desert areas that are going to be less urbanized areas okay. that, you know, that people are still in need of food. And it's going to take them a lot longer to either then get to a grocery store or somewhere else. And so you do have to attack that at different points and, okay. and that we are more than just a food bank um, trying to address hunger. We have a lot of children, nutritious programs, uh, four programs with that. We have a disaster relief program. You know, we all remember Hurricane Michael, Hurricane Sally, yes. uh, Hurricane Michael alone. You know, that was one of the most devastating um, storms Way, in a long oh, time. Especially and down in the Bay and, County mm -hmm. area. And that is our service area. And, and yeah. thanks to, you know, partners, thanks to Feeding Florida, thanks to Feeding America, we were able to distribute over 10 million pounds 
during Hurricane Michael. Hurricane wow. Sally, Hurricane Zeta, that was 2020. They don't stop. Yeah. We distributed over 3 million pounds of food during then, you know, just to see community and people come together um, for those during times of disaster um, and, and, and non-disaster times. You know, we had the 2019 government shutdown. Right. We've now had 2020 with COVID that is right. still carrying over to today, 2022. And so we have to be able to not just serve people during times of disaster, but other non-disaster times as well. And working through those agency partners that we have who can either serve shelf-stable foods, who have the ability to store that fresh produce, um, meats, dairies, eggs, or be able to then hold a mobile food distribution, uh, serve hot food, things of that sort, really allows us to attack hunger at different ways. Yeah, and addressing hunger mm -hmm. is, you know, is your mission. And sometimes I think uh, a lot of us, you know, myself included, are a little surprised at how pervasive this this issue is. And it, it affects not only urban areas, rural areas, and possibly people you know, people that just can't get out, that yeah. have the means. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. I mean, and you never know with hunger. It's so complex. And for those who, you know, have an experience, it can be hard to understand. Anna, let me interrupt oh. you. We're going to the news break. With, yeah. And uh, we'll be back in about five minutes, correct? Yes. We have uh, just a short break here. Check into the news. We're going to get a Fox News update followed by a local news update with John Pickens. But when we come back, we can talk more Feeding the Gulf Coast and about the Max Volleyball Tournament. Stay tuned. back we are back with marcy eskinos and anna goretzky and during the break uh we were listening to the news don't get me wrong but we were talking about people's last names and the confusion and uh they they call you gretzky huh yeah. the, what is that the great one yeah, yeah the that's right, right. It is. but it's goretzky g-o-r with g-o retzky um but anyway it's good to have you both back and uh Marcy Eskinos, your name. I bet you get a lot of Escaros. Oh, yes. Escarosa. Escanos. <laughs> <laughs> and I always want to say uh, my wife's family is from uh, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, and the, the name is called Escanaba. And, uh, really? Yeah, Escanaba. Escanaba, Michigan. A lot of people haven't heard of it. I hadn't until I met her. <laughs> but, um, all right, so we're talking about the Max Volleyball Tournament, the first annual Max mm -hmm, Volleyball yes. Tournament. And it's taking place on May 15th in Navarre Beach uh, at Juana's Pagoda. And uh, let's go back to the tournament. Um, how do people how do people sign up? How do people get more information? How do people donate? Okay, signing up uh, for for the actual volleyball tournament will start at the beginning of May, and you sign up through. You can go into our Facebook, which will have a link or our website, Facebook is Max Volleyball, and the website is maxvolleyball.org. There'll be a link to WANAS, so you could also sign up through WANAS uh, Facebook or website. And um, also, we are taking donations. We're looking for more sponsors. And um, we were talking about something that I didn't realize, but you two probably are 
know well that if you make a donation through your 401k, you don't get taxed on it. No penalty, no tax, right, Bob? Well, hey, that's a, that's a good point. And really what we do in our shop, uh, Mainstay Financial, by the way, um, <laughs> you know, if you have an IRA, uh, if you have a traditional IRA, an IRA rollover, you can make a contribution, what is called, we call it a uh, qualified charitable distribution. And a qualified charitable distribution, what we call a QCD, it's, it allows a traditional IRA owner to deduct their required minimum distribution on their tax returns if they give that money to a charity. Okay, So it's, yeah, there's a, there's a very strong um, tax reason for having it come directly out of your IRA. Um, now, I would bet in terms of a 401k, you know, you're dealing with uh, a plan administrator and typically 1-800-GOOD-LUCK, right? And I, I don't know about the efficiency of getting that done. Um, but uh, QCDs, if you would like to make a donation, to, you know, and really to any cause, okay, your church, your alma mater, your uh, feeding the Gulf Coast, uh, the Max uh, Volleyball Tournament, um, you know, check with your financial advisor, and they can certainly get it done uh, if it's coming out of a traditional IRA. But uh, anyway, thanks for, uh, thanks for bringing that up. we gotta, we got to talk a little bit about personal finance and taxes. <laughs> what's a, what's a uh, winning with Mainstay show without that? Um, okay, so it's on, it's on May 15th, and uh, it's at Juana's Pagoda, and the people can register beginning May 1? Yes. Right? Okay, thereabouts. Okay. Well, terrific. And uh, let's let's uh, turn it back over to Anna, Anna Goretzky, yeah. uh, who is the Community Engagement Coordinator for Feeding the Gulf Coast. I've got a question for you. Uh, this question just came in. What programs does Feeding the Gulf Coast operate? Yeah, you know, besides just being, of course, a food bank and operating, you know, programs to address hunger, um, you have to come at it from all angles. You know, I like to say hunger does not discriminate, you know, can affect as young as children age all the way up to seniors. And so we have four children nutrition programs to address hunger. Uh, two of them are our after school meals and our summer meals program. So pretty pretty self-explanatory there yeah. um you know we're coming in where kids are not getting their meals that breakfast lunch at school so yeah. after school is going to be at places like the ymca boys and girls clubs the things of that sort that kids go to uh you know after school before their parents are picking them up that they can then get this meal uh there some are even operating they get a snack and then maybe a hot meal later before they then go home wow uh, when that ends the school year uh, our summer meals program picks up that's what i was going to ask does one are, pick up or yeah, the other one so these are government on. funded okay. programs and so um during covid all four of our programs were operating simultaneously because kids were all sent home from school working remote and such um we just ended that in august of 2021 to go back to our presumed schedule of after school meals during the school year summer meals are going to be at places like parks libraries things of large places that kids can gather they just show up and they can get a meal but then we have two privately funded programs as well we have our backpack program and so this helps kids over the weekend that are facing hunger you know their last meal may be friday at school and they're not mm -hmm. eating again till monday morning for breakfast you know um, okay i was going to ask yeah. during the pandemic when yeah. kids were not going to school yeah was i mean you know i hate to say this or even think about this but um were they 
missing out on meals because they were not going to school or or were not going to after school programs is that I mean that was the thing they had to really act fast because yeah. everyone it was so crazy it all happened so fast we all remember you know I think it was March 15th that it felt like the world changed right. and that suddenly everyone got sent home thinking it was going to be a two-week thing and you know suddenly it was going on and on and and what do you do and it was really important that you know that we started advocating to our government officials of hey these programs that you fund that you know everyone's at home now and we still have to serve people and, yeah. and, and, and you know and serve you know children that you know these meals and so all all four programs that I mentioned we were simultaneously operating so that kids were not only going to places that they could get not just after school but at parks and in okay. libraries things of that sort um so that they could so you did identify central locations yes. for them to yes. come out and okay and and you know be able to still Have at the meal. time safely social distance and everything else and you know um and and not spread COVID as well during those times. Right. I mean, and the need was just so great because suddenly kids weren't getting food at school. And you sh you shared with me a term uh, that I had not heard before. Shame on me, but it's called food insecurity. Food insecurity. Okay. Explain. Explain what that is, what that means. Yeah, so food insecurity, you know, the USDA or the U.S. Department of Agriculture, they define it as a lack of access at times to enough food for an active, healthy life for all household members. That there may be times that this doesn't mean that you are facing hunger 365 days a year, that you may have a, a disaster, a hurricane, especially here in Florida, uh, where you lose your home, you lose everything, and someone who may never have faced food insecurity suddenly does not know how they're going to be able to rebuild their house, pay for the utilities, you know, feed their family. And so that we are able to come in for people who are facing the food insecurity during a certain time of their life that they may have never experienced. And, and that in the community, you know, we try to address this. Uh, and we are thankful for the Max Volleyball event that we are chosen to be able to help those who are facing hunger because every $1 received donated, we're able to provide five meals to those in need. That's amazing. One dollar translates to five meals. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I can do the math there. That's 20 <laughs> cents a meal. Yeah. Yeah. Gee. And that's because of the donations and all the volunteers. Mm -hmm. okay. I mean, everything that we operate between our government programs, uh, between our donations, our retail store level pickup program, um, there are partnerships and relations that we have. Um, we're able to either then purchase product um, at very low cost. We're able to have the facility to store food, uh, large quantities of food, before distributing out into the community. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, food insecurity is, uh, it, you know, I, I heard your definition, and that's, uh, um, I think I think you also mentioned during the break that it's rather high mm -hmm. in Florida. Yeah, yeah, I believe the national average is one in eight adults, uh, but here in Florida it's one in seven and one in five children that are facing hunger. Gosh, okay. And in Scambia County alone, I know that that food insecurity rate is 13%, so 13% of individuals in Escambia County are food insecure. Okay. Yeah, I um food insecurity. I uh, that's a that's a word I hadn't <laughs> heard. So, I hope somebody else uh, feels the same way I do. I need to catch up. Learn right? something new every yeah, day. That's, that's the right. goal. That's right. <laughs> We're trying to spike down food yes. insecurity. Yes. Yeah. Spike, spike down. down. <laughs> yes, volleyball. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> spike down food insecurity. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, until you read the definition, I thought I had it, okay? You know, about about 3 o'clock in the morning, you know, no ice cream in the freezer. But, but no, that's, that's, uh, <laughs> that's t something totally different, and I get that. Okay, um, uh, Anna, exp uh, we have another question. Mm -hmm. What is the specific need in our community here in Pensacola, Florida? Yeah, I mean, um, Escambia County alone, we have individuals who are food insecure. Um, and, and, you know, that in our service area in Florida, that we have over 130,000 people that may not know where their next meal is coming from. And that is mind boggling. Mind boggling. Mind boggling. And so, you know, this this person who could be food insecure, they could be one of your children's classmates. They could be the clerk at the grocery store. They could be a coworker, a neighbor. You may not know. One hundred and thirty thousand uh, in in this county in Florida. In, in Florida, our, in our oh Florida my gosh. service area. Okay, our, in uh, in in counties. the footprint. Okay, yes. in our panhandle, our food still insecure. too many. It's still too many, right. and then that you know, uh, uh, you know, for you, daily meal might just be what am I having for dinner tonight? You know, mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm tired of that. Ah, you know, I know in our family sometimes it can be a hot debate, but for for many out there facing hunger they have a different choice. It can be the difference of, am I paying today for my utilities? Am I paying for my housing, my medicine, or am I paying for food? And they're gonna give one up, and a lot of times they give up food. Yeah. And no one should have that basic need, should have to give that up. Yeah, and sometimes the choices are very difficult. Mm -hmm. You know, do I keep the lights on? Uh, do I, you know, do I go load up the pantry, yeah. right? And uh, yeah, that's, that's very unfortunate. Um, okay very important how does one go about getting help for uh from feeding the gulf coast yeah, uh, I mean, you know if somebody is in need how do they go about getting you know f uh, having that need filled and uh and then i also want to ask and this this is a question i have on top of the listener's question um how do you um vet these you know what i mean how yeah. do you how do you make sure there's a need yeah, so um, just, I mean, just this morning I had someone call in asking for assistance with food. And so if they have internet access, we definitely recommend them to go to our website, www.feedingthegulfcoast.org, um, that this is a great source of information, um, that there's a find help feature at the top there that you click, uh, and so that families, individuals um, seeking assistance are able to then plug in their zip code um, and select a radius to find the closest location location um, there with those partner agencies we have. They have their hours listed, their location, the times that they tend to distribute food. Some do emergency services as well uh, that I always recommend to call. Or if they call the number 888-704-FOOD, that that can help with getting that assistance. Okay. And you have uh, folks that... Yeah. That... Uh uh, not operate you know you Definitely. don't have a call do you have a call center well so when people can call people can call into us and and we start with always asking them to you know uh, do you have access to the internet and we walk them through the steps on how they can go and look that way at their own time you know um you can do it be on able your phone. To do it on their phone do yeah. it on the website you know um you know at a computer uh, and be able to then find you know maybe some it's a tuesday and one of the distributions that was closest to them was on monday you know um but they can then look through other places to see um when they're you know servicing um and then if they don't have access to the internet that we do take that time to help um guide them through those steps ourselves we're asking them you know what is their zip code here's a couple locations you know really making sure that they feel comfortable and have a place that they can go yeah we talked about um we talked about maxine 
and we talked about her devotion and her passion and this is uh, uh, really um, you know continuing the legacy of of you know what you know what she was about um, tell us about you how did you get into this and uh, tell us about your career path that led you to uh, feeding the Gulf Coast. Yeah, I mean, it's a crazy one. I think a lot of people, I can definitely relate to, um, you know, COVID. I was previously working in the hospitality tourism industry, and I lost my job like so many others um, in the hospitality and tourism industry. And I'm very fortunate uh, that I did not face food insecurity during that time. Um, but like many, just trying to figure out, regroup, where do I go from here? And I happened to stumble across this job, and I'm going to tell you, Bob, it is I'm so fortunate. I have loved every single day at my job. Interesting. I've been here a little over six months. I haven't had a single bad day. I am surrounded by amazing people who are so passionate about helping others uh, who love what they do. It's very contagious, and I get to meet awesome people like Marcy <laughs> who share amazing stories about Max, who are so passionate about feeding you know, those who are hungry and those who are less fortunate to them. It, it just really has grown my heart, has really made me very thankful and very appreciative to now get to explain to others just how important it is to help our community that how many people in our community are in need and what can we do to give back you know um, from one person to another very interesting so you've gone uh, from serving you know the folks mm -hmm. that had the the discretionary income, the discretionary <laughs> dollars, you know, to spend in the hospitality industry. And was it more in food service or? Uh, I did a little bit of both. Really? I did some front okay. desk and I did some food service as okay. well. Okay. So. To, to the folks that can't yeah. or, or perhaps have no discretionary income. Mm -hmm. um, what a story. Yeah. And I, it must be very fulfilling, very, very. rewarding every day. Um, I'm sure there are moments, right? <laughs> I, I'm telling you, it is crazy. I, I really, I think tourism toughed me up, though. There was moments probably every, every, uh, I, every I, 10 I, minutes. So for I mean, here, when I, I go like more than 10 minutes, I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Lots of complaints <laughs> in so, the hospitality industry, right? So you, Did you put you, that on your resume? Tourism toughed me up. Tourism <laughs> toughed me up. So I, I do not receive near the complaints. And it, and it is so nice to, to give back into the community and... Um, and again, when I first started, I was so amazed that these people not only do this for, you know, for a living, uh, but they continue to, when they're done at work, they're still going and helping others. They're on the weekend going and volunteering as well. And so I work with some really amazing people. Okay. Um, now, we talked about how someone that has a need goes about mm -hmm. um, contacting Feeding the Gulf Coast and, and becoming, I guess, what, what would you call it, customer or um in terms of need? Yes. Yeah, no, just someone who, you know, may need some help. And, yes. And that we help But someone them. that uh, someone that you serve. Yeah. Okay, we, we talked about how someone goes about that. Um, if if we have listeners that mm -hmm. uh, are interested in volunteering yeah. or, you know, how, how do they go about We got that? a fun little, like, saying, you know, you can involve food, feet, or funds. <laughs> we like to say, you got that alliteration. Say it again. Say food, it. feet, or funds. I got you. And so, okay. you know, so food, of course, we are a food <laughs> bank. Yeah. And so we're always taking in food. So when anyone wants to hold a food drive, um, you know, a fun drive, um, 
their feet they can come volunteer so they can go to our website www.feedingthegulfcoast.org and click you know get involved become a volunteer we have an alabama warehouse location and then a florida location in milton and then we take groups and individuals that want to help get involved um they can hold a fun drive as we said for every one dollar we receive donated we're able to provide five meals so when times of covid not necessarily be as easy to have like a can drive but you know you can still have a landing page like we have with the max volleyball tournament we have qr codes that people can scan we'll take them to that page and just be able to donate that way Um, they can become a partner agency a child nutrition site you can donate and then you can even advocate advocate um became such a huge thing during times of covid and letting our government officials know how much need there is and what can we do to change that okay so food feet or funds Mm -hmm. okay do you have any volunteer drivers volunteer drivers you can actually become a volunteer really driver. okay you see yes, i was you thinking do have to you go through certification and everything and yes. and do they have their own uh their own uh truck <laughs> i'm sure they would definitely use one of our mini really? trucks that okay. we have. yeah so you could say food feet funds or freight <laughs> or freight yeah, that's I, a good I, one you see, i'm here to help well i'll just give you a new campaign yeah yeah but no no that's very interesting no i yeah i think the driving would be great yeah you know <laughs> you want to be a driver oh you sound we're gonna come <laughs> for you oh, Bob, i don't know like if disaster my early? if my wife is listening okay she i always want to drive you know, I, let's get in the car. Let's just go. And she wants to fly everywhere. So, well, no, I like driving. We're going to find you during disaster relief. They are always during right. those times looking for drivers. Really? Definitely during, okay. yes, being able to get that out there. So I'm, I'm coming for you, Bob. All right. All right. <laughs> Hopefully um, not not this hurricane season. I'm good with that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm not going to hope for it. But exactly. Interesting. Um, okay, Marcy, back to you. We want to kick it back to you because this is uh, you're my connection with all of this. <laughs> uh, for our listeners, tell us once again about the Max Volleyball Tournament and how people can get involved, not only get involved, but sign up and okay. donate. Okay, so it's a, it's the first annual Max Volleyball Tournament. It's going to be held May 15th. And it's, it will be, it'll take place at Juanas Pagodas and benefit Feeding the Gulf Coast. So you can sign up. We'll start for the volleyball tournament at the beginning of May through our Facebook, which is uh, Max Volleyball, or our website, which is maxvolleyball.org, or through Juanas or through Feeding the Gulf Coast. <laughs> We're all connected now. And so you can sign up. You can make donations, which will go directly to Feeding the Gulf Coast. Um, we're also um, in the market for sponsors. So, and my number and email um, contact is on our website. Terrific. Feeding the Gulf Coast and Anna Goretsky, go ahead. Tell us how we get a hold of you or how volunteer. Tell us, you know, the uh, the website. The contact information yeah, please definitely i mean as marcy said we are now getting all connected you know they can even at our page at www.feedingthegulfcoast.org uh, they are under events we already have the max volleyball listed it'll take you back to that link we're all one link to the other uh take you to the donation page again we got a great goal uh set we're hoping to be able to provide a quarter of a million meals for those in our area uh facing hunger here in florida excellent excellent well, this, you know, Jenna, I think this is our first uh, public service announcement or yeah. show where we've done and anything like this. It's Encouraging enjoyable. people to use their money to give back to nonprofits yes. and be a part of the community and a, pro- a part of the resolution. Um, and I mean, if you want to turn it back around, it's also good overall for your finances, too. But Absolutely. it does make you feel 
joyful when you yes. give back to the community yeah. and it, you have a purpose to, to serve others. Yeah. And we absolutely positively need more people like you yes. in our community. Agreed. And uh, we're, we're glad that we stole you from the, the, the for-profit sector and, and, <laughs> yeah. and turned you over to the 501c3 uh, because you're doing great things. Oh, thank you. And yeah. we appreciate that. Well, again, it's been our pleasure today to, uh, to meet with Anna Goretzky of Feeding the Gulf Coast and Marcy Eskinos, who is here on behalf of the Max Volleyball Tournament. We'll be back next week, listeners. Have a great week, and we'll see you then.